Father, we come to you today, Lord, just magnifying your name. For truly, Father, how great thou art, and thou art above all things. And thou art a perfect holiness, Father. And yet, you spend time with us, Father, to nurture us and to cuddle us in your arms. To let each one know that we are a child of God. And you spend time with each one of our hearts and our souls, Father. So take our offering today, our offering of praise, Father. May it be sweet to you ears, Father, maybe it's sweet to your heart. And this offering we give today, Father, may it glorify your name and magnify your kingdom, Father. And this may it multiply, Father, in our hearts and service to our King, your precious Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We may be the men and women you have us to be, the vessels sent out to all the nations of the world, Father, with the message of hope that Jesus saves. So today, Father, let our hearts be in perfect gratitude what you have done for us and what you have blessed us and provided for us. Our great refuge and our ever-present help in time of need, our God, our creator. So we can call you Father today. And Father, we are truly blessed to be your children. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Today I rejoice with you. We went through a lot. Uh, our power was restored uh, yesterday. Uh, and uh, I just can't tell you how blessed we are to have, just to have fans. I mean, this is a fan blowing some air on you. But like I said earlier, uh, praise God for sending that cool front when he did. It was perfect timing for that cool front to come in. Uh, if it had been like the time we had with Rita, it would be people dropping dead, I guarantee you, uh, because it was 95 degrees and the wind was blowing 50. And uh, that kind of heat with this kind of destruction would have been lots and lots of deaths. And uh, so far, this mass uh, d- destruction we've had has been only 60 deaths total. And that's in five different states from this hurricane. But a lot, a lot of damage as far as the buildings and power lines and things of this sort. So, be of those, uh, I think, Dennis, did you say y'all got your power on last night? Ours restored. Is, it, is, it, is everybody's power restored now? Is that the homes? Okay. Except for Kane's, they can't because you may have some. Damage, wire damage in hers because the tree went through the roof. Uh, but I think most everybody in the church family now has the power restored. So praise God for that. And uh, the church church caught some minimal damage. Already got in touch with the insurance man. Uh, some shingles and the awning had some uh, tears in it and some uh, nothing that can't be fixed. I mean, it's, uh, there weren't even no leaks in the chapel in here. So we were very blessed. Uh, during the storm, God held this old chapel together. You know, Sixty years old, or however old it is, it held together through the storm. So we appreciate that. I know other churches in our area are not have uh, withstand a lot more damage than ours has. So, but y'all be in prayer for those families around you and your neighbors. And uh, what I like to, what, some of the things I've seen in people as I, as we took you know Fort Lift after Fort Lift after Fort Lift of water and loaded on trucks for. FEMA and for different places of uh, Christian organizations that came and uh, Home Depot just bought all this water for them and, you know, batteries and flashlights and different supplies was the uh, teamwork I've seen in each individual coming together and working as a team. And I really seen that in the people's faces and the people's uh, appreciation. Even our neighbors pulled together, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and people said my neighbor come over and took care of cut the tree off my house or you know, our neighbor come over with the tractor and all that debris we pulled down, he took his tractor and put it up, shoved it all in one big pile. So everybody worked together and uh, 
you know, sharing water and sharing generator power and stuff like that. So people really come together. And I thought it was really unique uh, was one of the guys in Galveston. He lost er everything, you know. He lost his old place just like a slab is all that's left. It says house. He don't know where his house. As a matter of fact, the whole neighborhood was just slick mud. It was down at Surfside. And he said that, uh, they said, we well, don't seem too awful ruffled about this. You don't seem like you have too much anxiety or anything. He said, you're sitting here and you have a chair here and you have your drink here and you have your chair here beside you. You don't seem like you're too upset over a thing. And he goes, oh, he said, I learned a long time ago, people are like uh, toothpaste. You squeeze them a little bit to see what's inside of them. <laughs> see, if you, if, you have these, if you have this good nature inside of you and you squeeze, guess what? Good nature and peace and calmness of God's going to come out of you. So he wasn't, no, he wasn't worried about it. He said, I'm, I'm going to get my place. It's going to be fixed up. And one, another man said, hey, I had a camper on my truck when I left. And he said, I got a house. Guess what? My house is completely gone, but I have a camper to live in on my truck. And he said, I have a, a lot still to park on. He said, I am blessed, truly blessed by God. He said, all other stuff can be replaced. That's just material things. And hearing stories of their faith and their strength in the Lord, it's really blessed my heart to hear these, these stories because and out in the midst of devastation, there's a message of hope there. And uh, and one, one of the stations, they let this guy give, a, uh, I think it was Channel 11, but let the guy give his testimony. The Lord Jesus was with him, man, and brought him through it. And, I mean, it was a great, and usually Channel 11 or 13 won't, they'll cut him off since they start talking about Jesus. But he went on for five minutes talking about how the Lord had hedged his neighborhood and hedged his people. So I thought it was really unique. It was really uh, unique of that station to do that. To let him go on with his testimony. People through that situation. But turn your Bibles this morning. Have a special message for us this morning. Um, we're going to be in Second Corinthians. We're going to be in chapter three. And uh, I'm sorry, chapter four. Chapter four. We'll start with about verse eight of chapter four in Second Corinthians. Perseverance of the Christian saints. And then I'm, I'm reminded of uh, different things that happened in my, life, in my life personally. I'm reminded of Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And how he encouraged them in times where they were in trouble and vexed and without hope. He encouraged them to remain firm. And this letter, it not only just encourages them, but he acknowledges that they have a true and honest ministry to uh, keep this perseverance in their life. And to not be perplexed over things um, or, 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 or see like you're in despair because we do have hope. And um, Apostle Paul says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power of God we show in us. The power of God in ourselves. We can't do anything in our own street, but the power of God be revealed. And in verse 80 starts here, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also just might be manifest in our body. So we're, we're sharing the death of his body, the suffering of Christ's body. But the testimony of this is that his life is made manifest in our sufferings. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be 
may manifest in our mortal flesh. It says, I see houses washed down rivers, and rivers come up and flood houses, and roofs come off of houses, and families in despair. And that can all be rebuilt. I remember when I was a young kid, about four years old, this hurricane came through named Carla, and she was a bad mama. She destroyed everything in her path. Today, the damage would be in the billions and billions of dollars of what Carla did. Last thing I can remember is mom getting me and my brother in the house and tucking us down between the bed and the closet. And I can remember the shingles just doing this, flapping like, flat. remind me a lot of to put a globe shopping city in the car lots and they had the little flappers that flapped like this in the wind and the shingles were doing that. Then like that, it's like a train coming over the house. And I looked out the window and daddy had boarded that window up and there's just a little bitty space where that board wasn't quite covered. And I looked out the, that little piece in that window. I said, look, mom, the neighbor's house is flying off. <laughs> and the neighbor's roof, complete roof was, I mean, selling. Three or four just doing flips like this to there. We're about four streets over before it crashed. And man, the sounds of those things. But Mom got us in a little huddle there and started singing her songs that she liked singing. And uh, that was one mean storm there. I remember that. It seemed like it was forever coming over. And the rain that poured. And Mama got us in a little circle there and started singing that Rock of Ages and different songs that she sang and uh, to settle our hearts down. Um, of course, earlier I was throwing the garbage cans up there to see how far the wind was blowing. I wasn't too scared, but when the big wind came, she got us inside. <laughs> but uh, it tore Houston up, folks. I mean, it, it destroyed Houston. And some of you in Conroe remember Carla because it made it over here too. It was very destructive. But I'm, but I'm still amazed at how people, amazed at how people find refuge in the midst of the storm, because those who know the Lord have this hope and plant it in them. It's like you're branded with it. And this hope comes out in you the best in troubled times. It don't come out to you in the best in, in good times. Everybody's having good times. Man, everybody, yeah, peace, brother, you know. But when trouble time, when you're perplexed, when you're squeezed, and the storm comes and starts squeezing life out of you, this joy comes out. See, and that's how my mother... His joy was, how my father's joy was. Their house may be destroyed, but hey, we're hooked together. We're, we're ready to go see Jesus, okay? So we have this joy. We're singing songs in a circle, see? And this joy she showed me at a child four years old stayed in my heart and my mind forever. I just seen the power of God in her. And so this is what I'm saying. As we go through these things, when people see us, a lost person can't really comfort anybody, see, because they have no joy inside of them. To comfort someone, you have to have comfort in you. A, joy, a lost person is a restless soul, folks. They cannot comfort another person with the love of God. They can comfort with mankind's affection, but not with the love of God. They cannot, you cannot give the peace that surpasses all understanding, or you cannot even receive that unless you're a Christian. So the, the, the people who are lost are looking for the Christians, we're looking for what squeezes out of us is good stuff, okay? That light that shines, that brightens everything, and it gives hope. And that's what they're watching in us. They're watching us to see, you know, this guy like everybody else that's going to come in cussing somebody out when the gas pump don't come on in exactly 30 seconds. He's going to come in cussing and threaten to shoot people, everybody in the store, you know, or is he going to have a patience that a Christian has? 
and just be patient and wait. You know, um, we've had a lot of I've seen a lot of things since the the good and the bad both comes out of people when uh, when we have storms. Some people they have to have they had to be security up uh, and then I get off of work at twelve thirty at night. The police either follow me down the road. They don't know where I came from. They didn't know I just got off from Home Depot. They think I may have been out in the bar. They don't know me from Adam. So they follow me in the three or four cars will follow you at midnight. If you go out in the road at midnight, you're going to have three or four cop cars following you because they're getting down. Everybody that's out there laudering, okay, and stealing. So they'll follow me around. And it's, not, it's almost every time. It's funny because when they see it and they read that little sign on my truck, it says, I catch him, he cleans them up. Guy cleans them. Then they just turn around and go back. And I see Jesus. On my truck, they don't, even, they don't even mess with me. They know that there's a Christian in that truck, okay? Somebody that loves the Lord. He ain't messing with nothing. He's just coming home from work. And so, but what's funny, though, now that one of the kids coming there doing donuts in the parking lot, and this fellow just come out of the water burger there, and he wasn't going fast enough, so this kid went around him and spent rubber outside and scared this old man to death. I mean, he just... He just pulled over and slammed on the brakes. And the kid headed for the driveway, burned rubber. Guess who met him there at the driveway coming in? A state trooper. And that state trooper pulled him over, had him, not handcuffed, but had him over the hood of that car. And was talking to him the way I think would be probably one of the most perfect sermons ever preached. Was telling him he was going to take his life from him, I'm sure, if he ever got into a lane that's coming into anywhere and try to pass somebody in a parking lot. So he, I, I don't know if he handcuffed the poor man, but I know that the poor fella. He looked like an 18-year-old kid. He was just going, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. That's all he was doing. You know, and this, and this, and this state trooper, about 55, 60 years old, would get him everything he had without shooting him. You know, so I'm thinking, yeah, you may, may need a little bit more patience there in a situation like that. To just let people get out of the parking lot and stay behind them, you know. But, you know, I've seen all the extremes, all the extremes, both sides. And the people with hope, people that are in Christ Jesus, have hope to hand out to people. That's just, that's simply the way it is. People that were at work 12 hours are still smiling and still waiting on people. Their feet are tired. Yes, their bones are aching. Their body, their muscles are sore. They're still running the aisles, getting battered, finding things, batteries, whatever the person needs, water, you know, whatever they need, they're trying to find that last product for them to help that person in need. The Apostle Paul's reaffirming our faith, and being we have the same spirit of faith, that's the Holy Spirit of God working in us, according to as it's written in God's holy word, I believe, and therefore I have spoken. In other words, you give testimony of what you believe. And what really what is in your body will come out in your flesh. Say, you squeeze something hard enough, whatever's in there is going to come out. If you have the virtues of Christ Jesus in you and you're under pressure, those things are going to come out. If you have the devil in you, the hell's going to come out. That's all. There's no strong offense, no two ways about it. It's either good or bad. But being we have this faith, he says, Apostle Paul says here, that I believe, therefore I speak, knowing that which he has risen of the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might flow the thanksgiving to many rebound the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. 
But though our honor man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In other words, the, the little storm we went through here, the reference in the storm, is just a part of refining us to be more like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See, we're fine, we share in these sufferings and afflictions. It builds faith. It builds character. See? And we're to always be reminded of that this is not our home. Earth is not our home. Our home is in heaven and glory and beauty land. Okay? We're just passing through here. We're sojourners like Abraham we're passing through, almost like nomads. Living on the land, but not claiming any of it. It's all God's. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Can you see faith? Can anybody see faith? You can't see faith, can you? But it's a powerful thing to have faith in an eternal God, the most powerful God. We see faith in action through Christian people because they help other people and rescue the perishing. So we see faith through them. And we see folks who long for that faith. We have a ministry, folks. Honest, tried ministry of the Holy Spirit. We're preserved. We have holding power. We walk by faith, not by sight. We believe and therefore we speak. We believe Christ and Him crucified. We believe this is the holy and errant word of God. No fallibility in it anywhere. No matter what man's interpretation is. We speak. We live out His words of life in our lives. Words of truth of God. Yes, we do get despair. We do get perplexed. We do get persecuted. We do have our low times. But it's like Christ is. You can't keep a good man down. Amen. You can't keep a man down that's in the Lord. Who trusts in the Lord. A woman who trusts in the Lord. It's like a tree planted by what? A stream of living water. Say, the drought doesn't bother them or the rain. They get abundance therefore. Either way, they're abundantly prepared and provided for. This, this belief we have in the gospel keeps us strong and keeps our hearts. God not only provides for us, he provides for all nature. And see, he is in the storm, folks. He is in the storm. He's not just overseeing it. God is in every storm in life. And he conquers every storm for us. And if you don't think God is in it, I don't think Dr. Neil Frank could order the cool front to come in just when it did. He is our provider. He is our ever-present help in time of need. So God's word tells us to stick to him and to put our trust in him. We'll not be ashamed. We'll not be forsaken. For he is our strength and our strong tower. And he is our refuge. God is over all. And we remember sometimes that we think, well, what did I go through that for? You know, I haven't been bad enough to go through this situation. It's not that you're bad or good. It's God's refining you to be more like his son. We all fall short of that. And so we're, that's why James says, count it all joy when you come into these trials. 
Because it's a refining of our soul. It makes us stronger. If you don't come through some things, you can't help somebody else come through it. And God is saying, these little trials in life are to show that He is above all. God is above all. He makes no excuses. He makes no excuses. Now, I do think people are stupid when they say, well, we're going to ride the storm out. And I live in Kima, and my house is a foot above ground. And the guy right there next to him says there's going to be water 15 foot high here in four hours. Leave. The guy says, oh, we've rode out storms before. We're going to have this little storm party. Waterfront home. And guess where his home is now? Probably in Mexico somewhere. You know, and he probably is with it. So the Lord said, I've given you this sermon on things. Don't test or try me. See, but I'm all, you're always under my umbrella. <clears throat> Until you decide to leave it, you're under my watch care. Now, if you leave it, it says, if you leave it, I may let you get sifted like wheat just to bring you back. See, but as long as you're under my watch care and you're keeping in touch with me, which is through prayer and supplication, then you're under my watch care, my umbrella. And I will have mercy on who I will have mercy. Because God is sovereign. But thank God for His grace. Because a lot of us get out there and outside the umbrella zone and God still sends those old ministering angels of light to us. See? The hedges in, their, in His care. And I can thank many times in my life for that angel. I must have beat him up so bad he had band-aids from one side of his head to the bottom of his feet. Because I have buffeted my guardian angel many times. I want to get to meet him when I go and I get to heaven. He's going to be like a whole ex-pro football player. <laughs> and I put him through some torture. <laughs> but thank God for his grace. And thank God for his provision for his children. Not one sparrow drops without God knowing it. Not one hair of our head drops. Man, that's, that's a lot for him to keep up with, see, Brother Tex, ain't it? It's a lot, a lot of nature, a lot of hairs. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, came, he's got years counted up. Boy, that's a bunch of, he got every one of them counted. That's a lot of hairs to count up. But I'll tell you what, he is in charge. And he's the one who keeps his hedge. And Christ Jesus' love for one another is a power that moves earth and hell itself, trembles, say. Same power that we have through the Holy Spirit. Makes hell tremble. So we're to be at our best now during these times, at our best. And I think people have already seen in our lives and through some of you, uh, the love of Christ in you and seen that you do have a different perspective when things are falling apart around you. You have this peace and they're going to want that. They're going to want that. Our church was available to anybody in the storm. I called Valina. When I finally got a hold of Valina, I said, if anybody comes to the church and they, and, and I don't, if there's water a foot deep, it doesn't matter. We got two stories. But if somebody needs to get out of the storm, open the church for them. Give them food out of the pantry. Make sure they know this place, even though we don't have any power, where our lights are out, we ain't lost his power. We've not lost any of his power. So our power is on all the time. So I don't think it's anybody who come up. I'm sure they didn't 100 mile an hour wind. He's going to walk up to the church, right? Because the church got as much wind as they did in Houston. So, but we're available to them. They knew we're available to them. Uh, and that's, that's part of our mission, just for them to know that. 
they can come. And I just want them folks to know we have access. We're, we're a light. Even though the lights ain't on, we ain't lost power. It's the power of God in us. And so we're open to, to uh, receive those people. I remember back when we had the storm came through and Brother Jose was over here. They kept, a lot of us didn't know it over here, but they kept 20 people over there from Katrina and fed them right out of the kitchen. Jose's sister cooked all that food for them in that big kitchen over there, and it was a blessing. And folks stayed three or four days and then went on. You know, but, they, but it was open to them. They had a, play, a dry place to lay their head and hot food. So that's a blessing to be used of God. And I want to always make sure that everybody knows that we are. A light, and always open for them a lighthouse for them. And if any one of you knows people that needs food, we'll have always have food in our pantry. And, uh, you know, soap and, water, and things of this sort of water. So we can use our pantry. We have a lot of people that y'all don't realize we help, but as a church body, we're still doing the work of Christ. And God blesses us for that, folks. Every time we step out in faith and that, he blesses, truly blesses us abundantly, above and beyond what we deserve. So we're just being little instruments to those people and showing Christ's love for them. That's all he wants us really to do all the time, to be obedient to his word and let your light shine. Other people will see Christ in ye. We're to catch him and he cleans them up. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the message you've given us here of hope. That, Father, we are candles on the hill, Father, for those in the darkness may see the light and come to the light. And thy word, Father, is a light to us in times of need. So we truly thank you, Father, for your provisions, for providing for your church family. And for the loved ones you've brought here today, we truly thank you for each family represented here today, Father, that they may know your affection, your love, and your assurance in their hearts, Father. They might not go without anything, Father, that it's in their need and their, that you have provided for them. So we give you praise and glory for all the things that you have done, Father, in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.